previously on Anything Goes. Uh, like I get this all the time. Like because I'm so pro-gay, I must be a closet case. You know, there's that. There's that. There's that yeah, connotation, right. right? It's like if if suddenly I'm like, yeah, I believe gay people should get married. So I go, well, why? Are you, are you gay? It's like, well, a, that's not a bad thing. But b, no. Right. But but as, as soon as you have a kid or even a nephew, it just it changes the whole game. Right. right. Yeah, do, right. You, do you ever think that? Do you ever think sometimes it might be easier in some ways to be gay? I just wouldn't. I wouldn't spend so much time being like, "Ah, these damn crazy bitches." <laughs> I would just be like, "Oh, fuck that dude." Well, I, I, I guess uh, I will. Well, here's here's the good news. This will make you feel a little bit better. Uh, I have a very eclectic social circle: L's, B's, G's, T's, Q's, two S's, I A's, and the whole bit. Right. I've got a very very eclectic mix, and I assure you, there is drama in every oh, of pairing oh, of, course. of, of course. every pairing yeah. of uh, consenting adults that always exists. And I don't think there's one more than right. the other. So. And now, let's get to a new exciting show. Like the shadow man. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you ready for some laughs? Are you? From an undisclosed location obeying all their court orders, this is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. How the fuck am I funny? And Dave Martin. What have we got here? Fucking comedian. Can you dig it? Hey there, everybody. This is uh, Anything Goes for the week of September 25th, 2013. My name's Dave Martin. We are coming to you from a brand new studio. Brand new. And uh, Darren Frost is by my side. Yes. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost and Dave Martin. We are no longer in a bunker. We are outside. There's a window. We can see people in their apartments thinking about jumping. It's beautiful. It's amazing. We can watch it uh, go from light to dark. Yes. We have windows now. Oh, wow. We have everything that Red Fox ever wanted in his uh, dressing room and never got. <laughs> and now we have it, too. Red Fox, don't play for the six people. You know the, that story, right? I know that. story. Yeah, of what if our people out there know about the, it? Uh, well, do you want to tell that story? Well, it's or? a somewhat famous story of Red Fox in Vegas, and I guess there was only like a handful of people, like 10 or 12 people, and they played the music, and the band was like, dun, 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 Sanford and Son. Dun, Sanford and Son theme, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. And he comes out and he goes, Red Fox, don't play for 10 people. Dun, 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 <laughs> and he walked right, off. walked right off. That's it. Which well, I, I want to do the same thing. <laughs> well, you can. If yeah. there's music that we have, you like can eight, walk away from yeah, the microphone. eight people in the crowd. Red Fox, don't play for eight people. But how many times has Darren Frost actually played for eight people? So many times. Many times, yeah. So, many, so pathetic. Uh, what uh, What is going on with you, uh, Darren? Uh, Ugh, today. Now, Ugh, today was not a good day, Dave. Did you have uh, the road rage getting down here? Uh, I did. It yeah. took me th- like three different, like I had to turn my car around three times trying to get here. Uh, the, the city is fucked in, in the uh, traffic department, the, uh, yeah. the the expressway, the Lakeshore, Gardner's. The Lakeshore and all these other small side streets and everything. But more importantly today. <laughs> of course, more importantly. I had to give my third sample for uh, my vasectomy. It turns out uh, normally you only have to give two. And it turns out I have rare sperm. They only told me this. I got my vasectomy a year ago. They just told me a month ago that uh, a rare sperm situation. That doesn't make so, it more valuable, does it? It does, which means I'm, my cock is going to be on the Antiques Roadshow. You know, your joke, Dave. Uh, yeah. You know, it's going to be worth uh, pennies to the gallon, I think. Well, it's not the item itself. It's no, more it's what the same. It the sperm is okay. pennies to the gallon. All right, know? so uh, you had your third sample. and Third the... sample, and so that means I had to, once again, uh, ejaculate into a small uh, thimble of a uh, container. There wasn't a Baskin-Robbins ice cream scoop <laughs> little thing. <laughs> there was a little the... taster, a little yeah. taster, yeah. And uh, and the problem is the second time I did it, I even the, and the first time I'm not very good at it, and I'm not like normally when I do that kind of thing and I'm by myself, I don't care where it goes; it just goes wherever it wants to, you know, on me, on the hotel, uh, you know, bedspread, on a child, wherever it goes, you know, it doesn't really matter to me. But now I've got to aim it into this small little <laughs> hole. And it's almost like you know a game of like a, a glory hole or something. It's just the weirdest thing trying to come into this small cup, and I'm not. I'm getting angry at my cock which isn't really helpful. And the second time I didn't have, I think I talked about this before. The second time I did it, I gave so little, the woman at the the clinic in the room of eight dudes who all have to give in their sample, uh, took the cup and shook it at a light. And I'm like, are you trying to see a cum rainbow? I don't know what you're, 
And she just stared at me, and she's like, I don't think there's enough here. And I felt like just screaming, I know I'm not a man. I'm not a man. Did you When you came back in the room, did the other guys, like, high-five you or anything no, like no that? No, no one looked me in the eye. Well, like, of course. Nobody looked me in the eye. Even even at one point, she shook it again. I said, look, do you want me to get, get my wife who can scrape the inside of her mouth? I mean, I don't know. That's the most coming. And then today was even less. It was like a, it was like, it was like, it was like a tear. Seriously, a tear came out. You know the tear when you well you don't have a child, but when your child goes to school the first day or has his first home run, you feel that proud tear that kind of runs down your face. You're implying that that's I have what, emotions that, to begin with. That, I that's don't... what came out of my cock. It was like a tear. Normally it shoots out, but I was so angry at it, it just kind of cried itself into a cup. One of my cats brought a dead ho- a bird home, and I th- I thought to myself, that's probably the closest I'll ever get to see like my son hitting a baseball or something like that. <laughs> just the the amount of uh, dead uh, uh, mice with their heads uh, eaten off. Yeah. And, at my old place when I, where I lived with my uh, my ex and uh, and I, I would always sweep the bodies of the dead mice into this one part of the part of the garden that uh, my girlfriend and I eventually uh, started to refer to as Mauschwitz because it was just a <laughs> it was just a pile of uh, of dead mice that uh, I guess the yeah. head's the best part of the mouse to eat because that's it? all he would eat and right. uh, you know there was a bit so of just pride there carcasses just like headless yeah. Yeah. There was a little bit of pride there. Nice. Why, now, why did you? Why do you have to keep uh, giving uh, your your jizz back to the community? Because they they have this whole thing where it's a like, jizz release program. Yeah, jizz yeah, release program. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's this thing where it, it, they think maybe if it works through, then it'll just slowly get less and less. So they want to check again. And I'm telling you, if it didn't fucking work, I'm done. Like well, I'm why done. You just, why don't you just pull out? Like you want It's it's like you sincerely want to throw a, a load and want it to stay in there. Why don't you just pull out? <laughs> do I really have to explain why I don't want to pull out? Or really? Yeah, really? explain it. Is it because of the mess? No, or what? it's not because of the mess. What is it's it? The feeling. When you pull out, it doesn't feel as good as when you come the whole way through. Dave, how well, old are you? Um, like that, first uh, of all, I remember it. How many of you wait, have to wait, say let me, that let me to do you the all math the time? Here. Let me do the math. How old are you, Dave? Uh, let me do the math. Okay, let me write down. Like, you, yeah, you 19, go ahead. 1972. Carry the four. And you're still a man child. Doesn't matter what number you come up with. Okay, now this is the hard part. So wait, 82? So let me ask you. 92? Let me ask you, how okay. often do you pull out? All the time. I guess. Yeah. The chicks love it. They love do it. They? they like to see it happen. They love it. They yeah. love to see it, do they? Oh, sure they do. They love to see your I've organ that. grinder going? I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. I could do you name, do a little I, dance I can, like a monkey I, I and put could your name names. Underneath? No, I don't do <laughs> Like you just pull out. Well, first, of, first of all, I'm used to pull. Well, I'm not coming in anything when I'm by myself. First of right, all, right, right. Uh, so you're pulling out all the time. That's there is. I, I do my. I just throw these pants on before I left, and there is a, an odd uh, sort of stain. It makes me. Sw- I, I'm afraid to start sweating in these pants. Right. Because then maybe it'll this the uh, the you're kind of monologue your the, own pants. The, the, yeah. The, well, I don't remember doing it, but you know. But sometimes you don't yeah, always Dave, know where the that, logo that goes. That sentence comes out of your mouth all the time. What? I don't remember doing it. <laughs> yeah, well, that, 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 that if I don't remember it, it didn't happen. That's most the title of, the time. of your DVD. I don't remember doing it. <laughs> well, my next DVD was going to be called Gunshots uh, at the Petting Zoo, right. but I uh, I haven't edited it together yet. Uh, <laughs> I might get around to doing that if um, when we go out west together. Yeah. I just found out I was going to Vancouver. That's uh, that'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, what else happened to you this uh, weekend? I watched a documentary on Netflix because I'm by myself. Uh, with they have the a documentary kids. about Netflix. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, what, what, what was it, Darren? It was uh, on Rick Springfield. Oh man! Uh, yeah, so many, so many ways that you have uh, your your pussy level is going higher. You yes. you can't uh, you can't father I children can't come anymore. A person without and you're watching out. Rick Springfield. Yes. Did you collect? You watch your General Hospital tapes from the eighties? Uh, no, I put on some RO Speedwagon. I cooked for myself. It was a trifecta weekend. Yeah, good for you. That was nice. Uh, so you watched, and what did you learn it was about called, it was, Rick you know, Springfield? I expected to hate it, and uh, I went in thinking I was going to hate it, and you know what? It wasn't that bad. It was actually pretty good. Did uh, you run out of things to hate on the internet, so you went to Netflix? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes, I did, Dave. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. So why did you expect to hate Rick Springfield and yet continue to watch him, it? Not hate him, but hate the documentary because it was about oh. his fans. And yeah. I read the little, you know, preview of what it's about. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be lame. But, you know, it was actually pretty amazing the amount of time and effort he does put into his fans. And it's like, you know, I can't I can't knock that. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> uh, now, was it anything like the uh, the 80s classic heavy metal parking lot where they go to the Jesus Priest concert? If it's about their fans, yeah, they don't really. I love that you've seen heavy metal parking lot, of course, yeah. Where they have this. I like, went to that tour, that Priest. 1986 tour of Judas Priest. I went and saw. I was, I was there. I know the tour and the era. 
I still have that shirt, I think. I think, you know what, I think you could probably make... At the make, X. They're at the exhibition I saw them. You could probably make... that You could make just about the same documentary now with Judas Priest fans. Yes. As far as, like, I mean... A little fatter, a little less hair. A little flatter, a little, yeah, but still, and still tight jeans yeah. that... Uh, I and, think ton, and tons of women not knowing he's gay. That's still probably their fan base. Yeah, I love the one the one redheaded chick from that video is like, so what would you do if you met Rob Halford? I'd jump his bones. Yeah, yeah I don't think he'd be interested in that. Uh, yeah. Even there's that one guy who's like, Rob Halford, man, or he names off all the bands and members and how great they are. Rob Halford, then he does the, uh, the, like, the teeter-tottering of the hand yeah, yeah, thing yeah. of, I don't know about you. But he seemed still seemed. He seemed to be clued in for a Judas Priest fan. That's good. Well, I think you know what I think it's appropriate uh, to uh, cut off the uh, Judas Priest uh, fans with the uh, the tightness of the jeans. I saw some jeans there with uh, yeah. those are not going to produce See, more I Judas think Priest if fans. More Judas Priest fans pulled out. We'd have less uh, idiots. So in the they world. should. Yeah. So they should. Thinning the herd. I think it's called, isn't it, David? Uh, yeah, I think that's how the old Dennis Miller joke goes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, went to go see uh, Joe Rogan this past weekend. Uh, he was in town for the UFC, and uh, I was a little bit worried about the fans because you're already yeah. you're always worried about you know. It's like you, Sloan said, it's not the band I hate; it's their fans. Well, it's like you know, if you go to see, I'm, I'm sure if you go to see a Cheech and Chong concert, it's going to be just nonstop like fucking weed and Cheech. And <laughs> okay, stop. Stoner. I saw Cheech and Chong in Sudbury. I don't mean to brag. When was this? Uh, two or three months ago. Were they performing? Or uh, were yes, they were just... performing. No, they were <laughs> hanging out in Sudbury. That's where the good weed a comes diner. from in Ontario. Yeah. And uh, I saw them live, and it was in an arena, and it seemed almost, it was the weirdest thing, of just seeing 1,500 Cheech and Chong fans from Sudbury. And, and were you, like, disappointed with the, because I, I, was, I was generally worried about just people just screaming shit all the time. No, they were pretty composed, but well, how was Rogan? Uh... Rogan was, uh, it was good. Some of the, he did about an hour, I'd say he did about maybe about like an hour 10, hour 15. Right. And for most people, I just, I'd rather watch uh, a really tight 45 right. than. And then uh, pull out. Well, yeah, do yeah. do your 45, yeah, get your out. business done, pull out, uh, clean off her face, and then yeah. uh, go back to yeah. uh, <laughs> commentating guys uh, beating the shit out of each other. Right. Uh, but no, it was like, I think he was, it sounded like he was working on shit. A lot sure. of the stuff uh, I remember from uh, his podcast, And uh, but you can't blame a guy for, you know, uh, creating bits on the fly during well, the podcast. Well, that's what I do. I, some stuff we talk about here, and then I then turn it into bits. It so, takes yeah, it I to the stage. Yeah. Um, Tom Segura, who's a good open-up for him. Uh, Brian Callum opened up for him from Mad TV. TV, right. Uh, those are both good guys, and uh, I think they kind of burnt the crowd out as far as, like, heckling goes. And uh, that was a that was good news. Anyway, it was a good show. Okay. But I think any time that you go and see a, a performer, try to go on a night where they're recording a DVD or at least they're prepping for it. Right. Because it really did feel like he was working on stuff. Come yeah. up, some of the premises were kind of tired, but overall, uh, I was uh, glad that I went because um, yeah, I enjoy Joe Rogan. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We have two guests uh, on the show this week in our new studio. Isn't it lovely, Dave? Uh, this week, Kyle Radke makes a return. He's been on at least twice, I think, maybe even three times in the past. And uh, first time, Catherine Ferns will be in the studio. So please uh, stay uh, with us. This is Anything Goes for the week of September 25th, 2013 from there Liberty Street now. We are so professional. Well, I don't really do. Pull out. They're giving away puppies in the back of their van. This is Anything Goes. Hey, this is Erica Sigurdsson. You're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius FM. XM. 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 Yeah. Fuck. Don't worry. You know, we'll... Everyone's done it. Yeah, that's Everyone okay. From Vancouver, I said FM. Hey, this is Eric Sears, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. That's great. Even though we'll probably use the one where you screwed up. (laughs) Get that shit out of your ears and put this shit in. This is Anything Goes. Okay, we are back from the break. 
Uh, this is Anything Goes for the week of September 25th, 2013. We are coming to you, f- well, pre-recorded. That hasn't been I. Anyways, we're at Liberty Street now. We are at, uh, <laughs> do you know why, why this is called Liberty Street, Darren? No, I don't know why. Because uh, this uh, used to be a big prison area here in okay. Toronto. And uh, when the prisoners would get loud, let out, uh, the uh, street that they would uh, exit the jail from would be on Liberty Street. And so that's the story of uh, this okay. building and the history of Toronto. Wow. A little bit of uh, wow. trivia for yourself there. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, Kyle Radke is beside us in he studio. Uh, you've been here a number of times before. Not, How are, not here. Not here. No, we not haven't, this we haven't studio. even been in here before. I know. This is the first time. And the street coming up here is Sodomy Lane. Yeah. My favorite is Fisting Court. That's, and, uh, uh, that's and, tough. And I, and I believe a block from here is a Gay for the Stay Boulevard. Yeah. Have right. you ever heard that before? No. Oh, well, that's, I think that's when you go to jail and you're just like, well, well, I guess I'm, I I'm gay yeah. for the stay. That's all I'm... <laughs> right. yeah. Why well, fight it? That's yeah. what I'm saying. I choose not, gay over death. Not, not, a, lot of, not a lot of pulling out in prison, I don't think. Well, you know weird? you're not going to make a lot of man babies by uh, butt sex, so right. why bother? Do you know how like uh, you can get beheaded by a, by a, like an Islamic um, fundamentalist for not taking Islam into your life? I would probably right. choose beheaded. Uh, but I would choose gay over over death. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, I mean, it's not like it's they're going to kill you anyway. They're going to make you say a prayer and then they're going to kill yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, it's not like you're going to be lifted no. up on anyone's but shoulders because you. you didn't take a, a, you, you, a dink in the butt. You suck a good dick in prison. They're not going to get rid of you. No, well, no. <laughs> yeah, but, but around. I wonder know? if do you think that people are, that are career criminals do try to practice sucking a dick for when they eventually go to jail? Oh, I bet they go through boxes and boxes of popsicles. <laughs> I know I would. I tried to get sponsored by Good Humor or something. Just have like back that fucking truck up. If I'm yeah. going in for five to ten, I want to get at least you know eight or ten boxes down my throat. Right. Well, yeah. but then then it's already you're going. Then you're you're committing your crimes, preparing to get caught. That's not uh, oh, what ten thousand hours normal right? sociopaths do. But yeah, uh, Kyle, do you are you a, a UFC fan? I went to go see the Joe Rogan uh, concert. I watched the UFC uh, on the weekend. I used to be. No, and then what happened? I used to be. It got too um, too, too many te- rules. Too many rules. Too technical. Everybody yeah. got really good at it, and right. uh, the puncher. I like the Chuck Liddell era where it was like you got to. He had to go take his belt, and he just punched people in the face that tried. Like that's yeah. gone now. Now yeah. it's like there's it's so technical, and you know I know everybody's GSP and all that stuff, but it's kind of boring. Yeah, there, there's not a lot of guys that call themselves pit fighters anymore. Yeah, Chuck Liddell was the real deal. The head tattoo and like yeah. he was well, awesome. Yeah. Tank da- Tank Abbott was always one of my favorites from the early years, where he yeah, was just like this before there were rules. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's just bare knuckled. You were allowed to punch guys. Yeah, when it was like still outlawed in some states, like yeah. there was like some states you couldn't even do it. Yeah, that's when I used to watch it with Hoyce Gracie and all those guys. And yeah, it like it was really like kind of oh, this is never going to come to Canada. Yeah, oh, there's a loophole in the system. We've got a UFC here. <laughs> it was, it was yeah. more like blood sport where they had to right. yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, I saw the, uh, someone, uh, and I guess it's, you never even think about doing this, but if you want to get a picture with a UFC fighter, you should go to a hospital closest to <laughs> yeah, the ACC. Because some guy got his photograph taken with uh, John Jones after the fight. Yeah. Because I guess John Jones had to go to a hospital get afterwards and get all, right. ch- all, his, sure. all his shit together. And if people want to get a picture of my testicles, just go to East York <laughs> General in a week and I'll probably have to do it again. Well, you, if someone came up to you after a show, Darren, yeah. and said, can I get a picture of you? and your ball scar, would you do it with for them? No, no. What if they bought all three of your DVDs? Yes. Okay, there we go. That answers <laughs> yes. that. Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah. Merch? For sure. <laughs> yeah. But no, you, I wouldn't ask you to give away. You don't want to give your balls away no. for free. No, no, but, for money. It's, yeah. Yeah. For you money, that's perfectly... Getting specimens, uh, and if you're good at something, you can't give it away. Yeah. Hey, now what if somebody so, wanted to get a specimen of uh, your rare sperm right. for all your uh, merch, and uh, yeah. what would you give that out for? Yeah, I think that would be if you buy all the merch and uh, say you give some money to charity, I would probably try to do it into a cup for them. Charity? They got to involve charity. Well, they're buying your shit. You're a charity yeah, in yeah, that. Come on. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> it's like the food bank. You got always got to think of charity. Okay. Now what uh now uh, Now wait, now we got to ask, you know, I know you're trying not to get past this, but are you what do you think about the whole pulling out, Kyle? I I find uh very different Places yeah. to put it. I don't understand the pulling out. Like, I mean, I'm married, so right. why? Why would I? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's my. That's. Earth? But you do. You, uh, I mean, do you uh, use condoms with your lady wife? No, that's why I'm married. Like, 
That's the whole. That's the whole point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. You'd think you'd think that, but right. I mean, uh, are you uh, in the process of trying to have a, a little one, or do you? No. Are you one of those guys that I'm not bringing anything into this world? No, I I've always been whatever happens happens. My wife uh, and I have been lucky by my step by hers. We're horribly unlucky, right? But I don't know what it is, or if it's just the universe saying no. Uh, well, we're not going to give this guy a child. Where where does she prefer to see your load go? I, I don't think. <laughs> well, if she had a choice, I mean, it's not like. In the ice trays, right. Dave. Yeah, it's fine. So she can just freeze it for later. So when he's on the road and she's put a missing couple of, him. a couple in her drinks, get That's him a right. little yeah. smoky, gla- uh, smoky uh, yeah. vodka sodas. A little Diet towel. Pepsi and cum. You know, that's, uh, that's how a Saturday night should be spent with El Kyle Radke at the house. That's right. It's not, uh, it's never really been discussed. No? Honestly, no. I she mean, just hasn't freaked out after you've thrown no, it somewhere no, where it I've, shouldn't. I've been unable to gross her out uh, to this point. Oh, okay. Yeah, but yeah. your wife is a nurse. That's true as well. Oh, really? It's that old Craig Campbell joke I always loved. Yeah. He said about about nurses, uh, you, you, they may say no, but they'll never say ew. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Craig's it. joke about nurses. I always love that joke. What is what kind of nursing does she do? Neonatal. What is, and that's Pre- premature babies. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's, <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you say babies. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I was yeah, like, right. hey, yeah. can, can get no, her on the phone. I got a couple questions. <laughs> oh, babies. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Uh, what? Now, uh, is that do, do, uh, when people find out, like when you go to parties and people find out that uh, well, I'm, I assume that you've been to yeah, a party, no, I'm just or two. trying to think of the last party, party you've been, been to. to yeah. Yeah. yeah, if you mean bar with uh, sad people, then yes, okay. <laughs> right. The last yeah. time that you went to a, uh, but like, okay, because comedian and I can imagine like doctor, nurse, or like a lawyer must, must always get bombarded with questions. When they're out, like I mean, Darren, you're always... you talking about like when he's out with his wife at some kind of function or something right. with her that the, the straight nine to fivers, like right. gay people, want to find out you being a comic asking yeah, questions. But she's, yeah, I mean, she's not nine to five by any stretch, right? Like she's a transport nurse, so no, she I know that on, like, well, helicopters. I mean, non entertainment when I say nine to oh, five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, but, I'm talking like if you're like if when she soon she mentions that she's a nurse, people yeah. must be like. Oh hey, now I got this pain here. Or oh, oh yeah, 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 all yeah. the time. Does all she ever time. give like fucked up advice of just like, oh you know, uh, just uh, no. you know, soak your tate in some brown sugar? She's so sick of it that she just says, go, and she's got a way that she says it. She goes, go to the doctor. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, people, <laughs> but people don't like. Go, I mean, I'm even that way. The older I get, the less I want to go sit, wait, you know, yeah. all that shit. It's just something built into age. That you just don't want to go to the doctor. And never mind people coming up to her. I do it like. 45 times a day. Yeah. Like, right. no, I got this thing on my leg and it's really hurting when I do this much. She's like, yeah. go to the doctor. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that pain in your leg is called a divorce. Yeah. So it was, right. was something we should <laughs> avoid. Sewing that up. The, yeah. uh, and, uh, and what else is going on? We were talking about uh, during the break, uh, you're, you're filming and writing. Yeah, I got off the bench and started making stuff as opposed to, uh, you know, I'm done auditioning. And I'm sure Darren can relate. To sure. That. We've got some stories we've shared and it's I, I can't do it anymore. I can't. Uh, it's not like I wish it was like sports where you could go, you could try out, you could be good. And they'd be like, all right, well, you made the team because you've proved that you can do this. And it's just not the yeah. case anymore. And, and rather than get frustrated and go home and crawl inside of a bottle of whiskey, <laughs> which is what I was doing for a couple of months. It works. Though, huh? It does, does short term. Too, yeah. It's a hell of a plan. Oh, man. If you can just crawl up into a whiskey bottle and hate everybody, it, it really I'm, works wonders. I'm waiting for the top moment where I get uh, tired of uh, wondering where those four hours went in my afternoon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, now, we have uh, we found a, a list today. Uh, or actually, I think it's been floating around for a while. About a month, the, month and a half. On the, Huff, on the Huffington Post. Uh, now, you... I know that both, uh, as funny as a comic you are, uh, you're also good at like uh, dissecting it and uh, just realizing that you know this has been around for this premise has been around for too long. Can't we nail this shut? Uh, so I uh, I found this thing: uh, uh, ten things in stand-up comedy that should be retired. Um, now I don't know. It's it starts at number one, but then it says like just list them. Okay. Well, okay. Number one, it says Tyrone. In the last 40 years, black people have gone from Negroes <laughs> yeah, to Afro-Americans. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, number two is. Yeah, get rid of the black people. We got yeah. rid of the black um, but Tyrone, it, Shaniqua. It's, it's about using uh, those uh, names when you're imitating or talking about black people in stand-up comedy, right? That's what that one's about? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, as, as I'm reading. Uh, so I'm uh, watching but, this guy can name Tyrone, and then you give him a funny voice. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, it's uh, time to uh, evolve past this. Uh, perhaps uh, Terrell and uh, Daquan uh, could size the uh, mantle for 2012. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, I, I guess they're saying that we should uh, just get rid of the uh, stereotypes of uh, black names of Tyrone and yeah, things like that. Yeah, but black people have stereotypical names. Yeah. That's why it's a stereotype. I right. don't know if I agree with that one right. because it's like saying if you're doing a valley girl voice, you're probably going to use Becky or Cindy or something like that. Right. You know what I mean? Which would be the white... To me, right. it's, if it's, you're going to do a southern guy, it's going to be I, I get what you're saying, but to me, if it's the only part of the joke that people are laughing at is the Tyrone part or yeah, the Shaniqua part, then what's the point in doing it? Adding that yeah. little flavor, like you're saying, because it is a stereotype, I'm kind of fine with, but when that's the only thing people are laughing at, it's like, oh, God, give me a break. <laughs> well, you should, uh, maybe more white couples should uh, step forward and uh, name their uh, you know, blonde-haired, yeah. blue-eyed daughter Sh- uh, Shaniqua or, yeah. uh, or uh, I don't Listen, know. Listen, Tyrone, clean your room. Daddy wishes he pulled out. <laughs> Daddy wishes he pulled out. Oh, trust me. There's a guy at this uh, at this radio console that wishes he pulled out. Every time I call Darren, it's just screaming in the background and things smashing. Uh, and also it has uh, number two is the white guy voice, which I do feel that should be uh, gone away. But then how do then how do uh, black people separate themselves from uh, from white people on stage yeah, if they well, don't hold on to their white person I'm, voice? That one I agree with because yeah. we, I've heard the white guy voice and we don't sound like that. No, like there no. is a there is a white guy voice. Sure. I think Russell Peters had the best white guy voice, which is we sound like uh, donkeys when we swear, <laughs> you know, with the fuck off. And yeah. The, yeah. 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 You know, and, and all that stuff like that. That's a that's a funny bit if you're going to do that. But I'm not a fan. Of I that, always I always like it. That basically, that's racist. What? Well, you, you want it's to talk weird. About. Three white guys talking about it. But I mean, yeah. it's uh, it, I, yeah, I've always hated the white guy voice. Well, I, I don't like the white guy voice because basically the white guy voice is a well-spoken person. That's what it breaks down to. You know, he's like, hey, motherfucker, shit, all that shit. And then the white guy said, uh, excuse me, sir, can you tell me where I could find that? Well, so what? That guy's... Uh, uh, when did Casey know, Kasem become right. every white guy? I well, know. In, in this scenario, he has. Well, we've got Casey, a long distance dedication. Well, yeah, call up Dave Chappelle. Why is Casey Kasem his voice, too? Yeah. Uh, is it horrible that whenever a comedian does white guy voice and they go from, like, urban guy voice that I immediately think, I'm like, you, you can do it then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This makes sense now. All the time. Well, that's know? what that's what my, that's my theory about. Whenever I see like a like a really flamboyant gay guy who and I and he has that sort of hello voice, right, uh, right. I'm always like that. Is that your voice all the time? Because it must be exhausting right. to be is that, how you that think? gay in public all the <laughs> time. That I figure there must be a gay guy that just like uh, you know he gets off the elevator at his apartment, he runs into his neighbor, he's like, oh hi, how are you? And then he goes into his apartment, closes, locks the door, and those is just like. Oh, then he just starts speaking normally. Right. I always think that that must be a, a scenario out there. Are, who wrote this? Is there, are there ones that aren't uh, racist? Uh, <laughs> no. Oh, who, I wrote off. this then. Uh, no, uh, this is a, I don't know. These lists are never written by uh, comedians no, either. of course not. Number three, uh, lists. Uh, no, uh, number three is where are my blank at? Uh, I've heard this uh, line for a cheap crowd applause that, you know, you know, it's the same thing with like give it up for the troops. I guess any line that's going to... Invoke a cheer. Sort of, yeah. It's a cheerleader thing. Right, okay. Right. Here, pass these over to Darren. You could, and so Darren can read. Now, uh, another one is, uh, no, but, okay, no, but what do you do when these some of these premises work all the time? I mean, then, but this is just like a comedy snobs telling you to not do something that you believe works. It's because the fourth one is weed jokes. Uh, a close. Uh, yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, a close. What weed jokes or no? No, I mean that's you can't do it. Like, that yeah, that's there. a whole like, category. Yeah, that's don't do yeah. jokes about men. Weed. Yeah, yeah, don't drinking. do jokes about men. Yeah. Don't men do are different jokes than drinking. women. Yeah, yeah, like of course those are going to be. Uh, yeah, close uh, relative to number three. Yeah, that's why in these my hum- are stupid. In my humble opinion, uh, the best reason to legalize marijuana, sure, drug violence at the Mexican border might be reduced. Uh, and blah 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 blah. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's hack. There's hack premises in every category of sure jokes. You know, it's like. Pot should be legal because when was the last time someone uh, might rob a convenience store? I mean, it's all been done. Yeah, know? give me yeah. all the money in the bank and extra cheese. Yeah. You know, hello premise. Yeah. That I've been flogging to death for. Uh, and then too soon. That was one of the things at the Joe Rogan concert. When I thought of that one the other day, you know? What? That's There's... weird that you'd bring that up. Yeah. Well, I just thought of that. I thought, have right. I done too soon? I have. In the last while? But I, it's, it's a joke. I do it on purpose because I do a 9-11 joke now, and yeah. I go too soon because it's been 10 years. So it's more of a joke about the too soon than you know the day after a joke. Hey, is it too soon? Because right. I don't even believe in too soon. Well, I mean, 
I guess I don't really believe in two. I think it's either. a good stock line to throw in after a Hitler joke fails. Sure, right. that's what you I mean. Enough time. Two, you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, too soon, and right. then it's like a good out. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. No. This list. Well, listen to this one. I got a quick list here. This is ten rude things to to say to a comedian. We're not going to finish one. No, no, because okay. it's it's stupid. Yeah. Um, these are things that people say to you. They'll come up to you after a show. Uh, you should come to my job. You can get tons of material there. Oh, oh I fucking hate that one. Yeah. Where do you work? Yeah. And <laughs> then I got a, what? Some lame joke that someone at a fucking water cooler said. Oh yeah, that's gonna be my closer. Well, that's a that's a Kevin Smith Quentin Tarantino effect that everybody thinks that. Oh, if I start working, if I've gone to film school and I work in a video store, uh, I'll uh, this will be my great first step into screenwriting. And because right. uh, Quentin Tarantino, that's what he did. And Kevin Smith has a classic one of just, oh, I'm going to just well, write about where I work and that'll be funny. I think, yeah, I think it's more that the people think that it's genuinely my, my it's so wacky. Everybody's family's crazy. No, oh, yeah. my family's crazy. Have you ever met a real crazy? Like, yeah, my wife's family is crazy. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable at times. <laughs> No, it's it was not wacky and zany. No, yeah, yeah. And all the, my family's wacky and zany. That's why I don't want to meet like, every family. I don't like meeting girlfriends' families because the first one that I really met was just like, you guys are fucking insane. It was like a Jerry Springer live. It was just like, I remember driving away going, is this always going to be your family? Well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> If I pull out, can we change? I think that's what the work people think, though. They think their jobs are full Hilarious. of the best characters right. and everything. And uh, oh. no, no, Larry, well, not- uh, Larry should be a comedian. Have you met Larry? You know that, that TV show, The Office, isn't all that funny. You should come to my work. Oh well, yeah, of course. Yeah. Another one is um, tough crowd. Like when you bomb and someone comes up and says, "Tough crowd." Well, well it's like, it's like yeah, I could care less if yeah. they said that's yeah, that fine. doesn't bother me too that much. Bother me. Uh, you shouldn't joke about that. That's not funny. I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that's more of a statement of that you've just told an unfunny joke rather right. than you shouldn't joke about something. Well, no, they're they're taking it from the idea of you were trying, you were saying something that was offensive to them. Right. So you shouldn't joke about that. That's not funny. Well, if, what's funny to you and to someone else is completely right. different. Yeah, but if so. that funny joke got a laugh, then they're not probably going to go up to you and say, "Hey, you know what? That thing that got oh, everybody yes, laughing." Oh yes, they do for sure. Well, oh yes, they do. Maybe to you, but yeah. My career is built on that. I just hold out a thing of pepper spray who, who at the end of the list? Did a comedian write this This is one? a comic, yeah. Okay. Uh, this is, um, oh, I got one for you. You can use it if you like. Yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah, never that's happened. Terrible. That one usually starts off with, okay, these three N-words walk into a bar. and N-words? Guess... Really? Okay. Well, okay. All right. No, well, no, no, do you no, want no, to no, say no, nigger no, on no, stage no, again? On stage. <laughs> we got a little stage well, wherever the Dave. fuck we are now. I thought I would switch well, over to N-words. I had, uh, I don't know if this qualifies in that list as sort of a circumstance, but this last weekend I had hecklers in the front row. I sh- like that was shut, the last one. Yeah, shut go them ahead. down. Yep. And uh, that's fine. You know, it was a bit of a war. I was looking for it as well. And then afterwards, uh, and they were the only disruptive ones in, the, in an otherwise awesome crowd. Sure. Afterwards, they want to take pictures. Uh, the people that heckled? Yeah, they, they yeah. heckled. They, they wanted to. And I'm thinking, ah, this is always the case. These assholes always want to take pictures. Yeah. She can't. But you know what? They were doing it as a diversion so that they skipped out on their bill. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. so I went from hating them as hecklers to then they're like, okay, well, they want to get a picture taken. I got to appease the fans. Yeah. To, Fuck, I was used on every level yeah. by these people. Yeah. Just to, and they're drinking, like uh, eating the menu, ordering everything. Like it had to have been a couple of hundred I used to be like, day. if someone heckled, I wouldn't shake their hand after a show. I wouldn't talk to them. I would yeah. just be like, get the fuck away from me. Literally, it went to like 10. Like after a show, they came up to me. I knew it was them. I just like, nope, not talking to you. How, uh, how old did the guy, how old were the uh, hecklers, would you say? I don't know, 20s. Oh, really? 20s? Yeah. I guess what, what, age, what point in an evening do you say, well, we're walking out on this bill? Like, I mean, I've never walked out on this bill. I can't, no, Not I'm even incapable. by accident have I. I've uh, never done that. No. I did it, I did it once. When, I knew this was coming. More, yeah. we, uh, but actually, one time I uh, was. Did it involve uh, a Twix bar to shop no, at Drug Mart? Not. No, no, that's old news. Uh, but I'm still not allowed back in that Shopper's Drug Mart. <laughs> I, I, I snuck in there last night to buy some yogurt, and I was fucking. I was freaked out. I had my eyes to the floor. I didn't want to get caught there. You, you got it, though? You got through? Well, I got that. Yeah, no one was. No, there was no security there. Why, that would, why would somebody write that stupid list that's not a comedian to say, here's the I, stuff we're well, sick of? Because you know what? Hearing. There's so many people that aren't comics, but yet they feel that they're comedy yeah, authorities but yeah. because like, they watch enough. There's no, well, not no, it's better now than it was, you know, a couple of years ago, but there's virtually zero audience for stand-up comedy now, unless you're a big thing, unless yes. you've got another television thing. So yeah. why fuck with us? Why not just 
let pe- like these these aren't gonna these aren't hurting anybody. There's a lot of comedians out there, and you know what? If uh, people didn't like some of the stuff on that list, comedians wouldn't be doing it. Well, I have a feeling whoever wrote this list of the ten things uh, stand up comedy that should be retired. Probably tried stand-up a few times, Yes, sat at the back of the room, watched a lot of uh, jokes that uh, worked, and yet they didn't like... But, in, you know, I mean, someone has here down for number seven, male versus female, funny debate. Uh, I mean, actually, I should probably read this before I go yeah, off. Who's the, who's the author? Who said that? Because, uh, like, how, how much more hacky can you get as a writer than writing right. a list? Right. Yeah. Ten yeah, things yeah, yeah, you're going to yeah. get to do to make your yeah. boyfriend like you more. Like, Yeah. No, I hear you. What does, does it say at the bottom voice? of the... Who, that does, does, this one doesn't have a name. That was a good white guy voice. <laughs> yeah, a very well-spoken... Yeah, very who was that guy. well-spoken voice that you just did? Uh, oh, it was a white person. Okay. Now, uh... Yeah, okay, the male versus female funny debate. What What is another bad thing to say to a comic, Darren? Uh, just, you know, uh, another one is, um, let's see here. Uh, when's your next show? Do you have a guest list? I'll be there. And then they don't come. That happens a lot. <laughs> yeah. That happens a lot. This one sounds actually like it was written by a comic. This one was, yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. Is the MC one in there when you're hosting and you hear you're funny? You oh, should yeah, be no, a it's not, too. but that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a big one. one. That's probably the worst one. Or, or... If you're standing, and this is a plea to anybody listening, if you go to a stand-up comedy show and you see more than one comedian, you, let's say you go to a show, it's it's us three are on sure. the show. You go and you're like, man, Frosty was awesome tonight. He was uh, the best. Wow, I really love that guy. And we're all standing together. Don't go up to Darren and go, Frosty, you were so awesome, amazing, and then turn to Dave and go, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you're, you're good, too. That's just the worst feeling know, in the world. Yeah, don't turn to me and go, no. where the washrooms are, because I'll, I'll point to your face. Um Actually, you know what? And if, if someone does a radio show and you tell them about it, don't go. Don't immediately ask them, hey, have you ever interviewed anyone famous? Because the first thing I want to say is, yeah, I interviewed fuck you. Right. That's how the famous person Whoa. I interviewed. Right. Wow. wow. You don't want to hear it. Come on, John. famous cellist wow. from uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo-Yo Ma and fuck you <laughs> and fuku you. Oh, fuku you. Okay, don't get started in your fucking My accents. Accent. Uh, uh, well, we're almost out of time. So uh, oh. if people want to get a hold of uh, Kyle Radke, you're still doing your website. Yep. Revamped website at yep. kyleradke.com. And Twitter? Twitter at the Kyle Radke. And how do you find Twitter? Are you, you still liking it? I hate it. Yeah. Why do you hate it? Because <laughs> people can. I'm kind of off of it it's too. It's turned into a bit of a boast fest. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, I'm going to, I think I'm going to clean out my follow list and that'll probably help my mood. Because yeah. there's some people in there that really crack me up that right. are really, sure. really good at writing funny Twitter stuff. And I think I'll just follow. Yeah. yeah, like I've never seen Albert Brooks tweet where he's gonna be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely has definitely become has definitely become more Facebook than what it was before. Sure, it has. Yeah. It's kind of almost jumped the shark in that way. So I asked Darren this after the uh, all those hateful tweets after the Miss America thing. What would you think about like if 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 Twitter just uh, uh, like announced everybody's address for oh, like yeah. for, for twelve hours? And then so someone... If, so no if, anonymity? Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it's But it would be like a real, let's see who has the balls to stick up for what they say. And it's it kind of like... It would be just comedians. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It would be just be comics. And they're like, yeah, you want to you find out where I am? Just to come to my next show, pay pay the admission, two drink minimum, and then we can yell the sh- shit and at each other. And then walk out on your bill. Yeah. But but you saw those hateful racist tweets to Miss sure. America and stuff, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, That was like disgusting. And it was just like, you people have no balls because you know that no one can find you. It should yeah, be like that movie, The Purge. Did you ever see that one? Uh, no, I've heard the premise. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but it's yeah, like it's... it's like that. But okay, well we gotta we, we gotta, gotta go. Going. Thank you, Kyle, for coming back. We Thank appreciate you it. Thank yeah. you. Great yeah. studio. It's nice, it's big, huh? Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't pick them up on the side of the road, but thanks for listening. Now, this is anything goes. Whenever you're ready. This is Ivan Decker. We're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. I mean, do it one more time, but just say you're listening to. Because yeah. if, if you said we, everyone's going to look around them and go, what the fuck? Who's, who yeah. else is in my everyone, car? Everyone the is. The fuck is going on here? <laughs> but just do it. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, just, okay, yeah, do it again. You're listening to, Got not it. me, but you are. <laughs> uh, we're Ivan Decker. Oh, no. I, oh, okay, hang on. This is Ivan Decker, and you're listening to Anything Goes on Sirius XM. Yeah, that's good. 
Guess which host has to start their car with the breathalyzer? This is Anything Goes. All right, we are back from the break. This is Anything Goes for the week of September 25th, 2013. Uh, my name is Dave Martin, and uh, beside me in studio, as always, is Darren Frost uh, with arms folded. Yes. And, um, but Time we should be over, overly joyed because we are in a new studio down here on Liberty Street. Um, and uh, it, it's, uh, it's nice. We just had Cal Radke in. Yes. And uh, now our, uh, our, do you want to you introduce our guest, Aaron? Yeah, our second guest is a, a comedian who's based out of Toronto. Her name is Catherine Ferns is here. Hey, Catherine. Hi, it's nice to be here. So this is your first time on radio, so we'll be gentle. Don't worry. We'll keep Dave a certain distance. Legally, he has to stay Have you Have distance. you listened to any of the show so far? Uh, no. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. But you haven't listened to this episode? No. Okay. All no, right. Right. Then right. I might throw you a couple of uh, uncomfortable sex questions that we brought up earlier in the show, but uh, okay. we'll, we'll save that to the end. Yeah. To and, the end. and then right. we can just get off the air immediately. Sex questions doesn't scare me. You've it seen my scare act. You? Right. Yeah. I, I've, I've, you were at the, uh, uh, there was a, a show over mm-hmm. the weekend. Uh, it was, there was a rumor that it was going to be a surprise Joe Rogan appearance. Yes. Uh, and he did not show. He was in town, but he did not show. And then mm-hmm. you just sat there that night. And um, um, Anthony Jesselnik was on that show, as well as Kurt Metzger and a lot of local comics. So, yeah. yes, I got to do a, a set there. Everyone, everyone should have been happy with that show. And you just sort of like, you can't. You can't put all your money into like a possible appearances of people. I don't think anyone. The fact that Anthony Jeselnik played a small venue like that, mm-hmm. and how much were tickets to get in? Twenty five bucks. And yeah. it was a four hour show. Yeah, I right. mean, come on, yeah. like yeah. grow up. You know, I, yeah. expect, no, I mean, no, people's no. expectations are just mm-hmm. too much. I, I don't think there were any real big complaints, but people might have been disappointed. But you know, I mean, Anthony Jeselnik alone would be a sixty or seventy dollar ticket at a theater if they came if he came up here. How much? So, yeah, how much time did he do? Do you remember how much time? Anthony I heard he did? did like fifteen or twenty minutes, right? I think he did uh, like twenty five to thirty minutes, oh, and okay. then Kurt Metzger did I think fifteen to twenty something oh. like that. So I mean, that is an amazing show in yeah. itself, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, uh, one of the reasons we brought you in, there was an article or a blog, I should say. I always say article because that's my first instinct. A blog that was put out by a, a comedian in Toronto. Uh, her name is uh, Catherine McCormick. And uh, she had um, kind of listed some pointers or some tips or her feelings on how comedy is being done in Toronto. And uh, it caused a bit of a rift in the community in, in Toronto. And, uh, you know, some people's feelings on how females are used or portrayed or, or their position in comedy comedy in our town. Um, she didn't pull any punches. She said what she felt and she named some people or at least kind of vaguely hinted at some people's names and, and kind of thing, which upset those people. And then you did an article kind of as a kind of like your own kind of answer to what she put. So I'm going to let you say what, what, what was your whole goal in doing what you did as an answer to it? And, and, and if there was anything that was a part of Catherine's statement that uh, Darren didn't really, uh, you know, illustrate well, or uh, what, like, well, yeah, yeah. What, what exactly did she say, and then, and how did you respond? Well, her blog post, I, I think her intent was that it was supposed to be sarcastic and a satire and sort of exposing, you know, issues within the comedy community with right. females in com- in comedy. Unfortunately, sure. not just the writing was uh, bad, uh, but I think. You see through all her examples her bitterness coming out and also showing how this is the reason that sort of offended me that she shows that women are victims within the comedy community, which she lists as a hostile environment, a toxic environment for females. And she also kind of insinuated that you have to be a certain way to make it, whether you're fat or not attractive or or whatever. These are all things that are only going to be acceptable uh, to make it in Toronto as a female comedian. Now, and I don't, I don't know what her true intent was. Right. I mean, we did invite her to be on this show. Sure, yeah, so we did, yes. Um, she, she isn't here, unfortunately, to defend herself. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, my interpretation was that she wasn't empowering women right. or, or even giving any suggestions of how to improve the situation. She was saying, this is a horrible situation and we just have to accept it. Like, right. And so I, I put out a counter argument yes. uh, basically stating... Either A, be funny, or B, quit. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yes. Which is the same for regardless of what gender yeah. you are, male, female, or even trans, what category of comedy you are, whether you're in sketch, improv, or stand up, mm-hmm. it has always been be funny or quit. 
mm-hmm. I think the, the one of the problems is there's a little there's like a staircase effect for stand up comedy, and you in the very beginning the steps are pretty big, right? And you and you, you can feel like you're getting somewhere, and then as the longer you're in it, the steps aren't as big, and you start to question why am I not moving faster than I should be, and why is that person moving faster? That's normal human behavior, and that's normal for you to feel that way. But then to kind of just blame other things, then be funny or quit. Then it starts to get into this. Like I'm by nature somewhat of a bitter person, and I accept that. That's kind of what I am. Were you bitter before comedy came yeah, into your yeah, life? Yeah, I guess people have told me I was. But <laughs> you don't remember? Yeah, or you, I don't really or, remember. Were you but, like called out on it? Not really, not okay. very much. But my attitude has always been: every moment that I'm bitter, I spend the same amount of time doing something about it. Whether I'm writing jokes, trying to get gigs, putting out stuff. Naturally, I'm a little bit bitter, so I have to deal with that. But to just be bitter and do nothing about it and not try to make it better, that's where I have a problem with what she kind of put out there. I think she, her heart might have been in the right place on some of what she was saying because I do have a lot of friends that are females. I actually gravitate more towards female comics as friends than male. And I just find I've heard a lot of what she said is kind of out there, but I didn't like the way she did do it. No, no, I agree. And I and I have had conversations with her where I've said, yes, there are issues within the community, just as there are in any job. Yeah. Where I've had I've experienced sexual harassment. And of course, there's racism. Only in comedy, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like that's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Comedy, it's not an isolated environment. Yeah. All the issues that happen outside in the world happen in this environment. And and yes, I've experienced sexual harassment and I've experienced um, being Look, treated can, differently in the comedy community. Can I just say that? I'm really sorry about that. Oh, I didn't really mean it at the time that I did. Anyway, no. but, but you're right. But yeah. like whether you were in an office or something like yeah. that, you'd still get just as angry about, oh, well, oh, she only got that raise because she has big tits or something like that. Or yeah. she's yeah. only the, oh, she's she pretty. So she's getting something like that. Yeah. Exactly. So but the issue is how you deal with this. Right. And, and I can give you a specific example. I mean, I recently I was booked on a show by a friend and I showed up to meet the producer for the first time. And he said, oh, I'm so glad we've got one female comedian on the show. And I said, well, I'm glad I, you know, fulfill your diversity. <laughs> right. Uh, right. <laughs> right. You know, quotient for this show. Right. And then I turned to my a comedian friend and I said I'm so glad that my vagina got me on this show right. of course you can have those moments where you're angry at the sure. situation but I also recognize that I have opportunities because I am a female so right but even let's move back even that statement that but, that guy said mm. I would say I can understand you thinking that way but I can also understand the idea of it's that way it is a different thing on the show it's not all just yep. white dudes telling white mm-hmm. dude jokes And and but the thing is that there is an issue that sexism is more accepted within society because right. if I, for example, if I was a black person yeah. and they said, oh, I'm so glad we've got a black dude on the show. Like, right. You can't say that out loud because racism right. is, no, is sort of point. accepted. I as understand being, your point. Yes. So it's easier to say, oh, I'm so glad we've got a chick on the show that's right. going to really mix no, yeah, things up. Point. But my instinct was instead of taking Catherine McCormick's Route of right. like, oh, I'm a victim and, and throwing up my arms and complaining. I thought, you know what? I'm just going to prove that I am funnier. Right. Or just as funny as everyone on the sure, show. Sure, right. Which is, a way, which is the right way to do it. Yes. Yeah. So I asked him, I said, knowing how much time the other male comics were getting, they were getting 10 minutes. I said, how much time do I have? And he said, five minutes. And I said, well, I'd like to do more. He said, well, maybe we can do seven. And I went up there and I got more laughs than some of the other male comics. And that's how right. I feel like you need to make change within the community because yes the numbers are unequal there are less female comedians but it's just a matter of time where there's going to be more female comedians within the community where it's not going to be unusual that there's a whole lineup of female comedians on one show and we can prove that we are funny and that's that's what is is we got to focus on the funny and not on the bullshit. Well, do you find like if someone has like an all female show, do you think those are like two steps forward, one step back sort of thing? I'm just like, yeah, we're giving, yeah, look, it's an all chick show. But then it's because there is that under, underlying tone of like, hey, we have to make our own shows and do our own thing. It's just like. It kind of feels like segregation or you're ghettoizing. Yeah, I agree. A, a, yeah. a I group agree. based on their gender or sexual identity. And that's exactly what we're trying to fight against that we shouldn't be treated differently or be on certain shows because of 
I'm a female See, or like you're a male. See, like for me, for me, it's like Kenny Robinson's a very good friend of mine. He runs mm-hmm. the Nubian Disciples of Prior, the all-black mm-hmm. comedy show. And I always am, I don't want to say proud because that sounds like a father mm-hmm. thing, but I'm always proud to see when black comics do well on other nights than just that night. Mm-hmm. Like when they go in on a Friday night, it's a mixed crowd, and they kill, and they don't just kill on that one show. Because it's like, you no, know, now you're not just playing to one coddled group. Yeah. And that is my problem with any group like all-women show or even an all-nasty show, which I've been you know plugged into. It's kind of like a coddled environment, and that's not really the best environment it's good to play once in a while because, you know, you, you want to have yeah. good shows, but it's not always the best. But yeah. I, I, I didn't mean to run out, but I mean, are there, are there do like all female shows? And, I'm, and I believe with all black shows, there's a lot of black comics that uh, feel like that there's jokes that they just can't do in, yes, in, yes, in front yes. of a mixed crowd. Sure. But I mean, do you ever feel that with like an all female show of just like, well, are there any jokes that you had that we would sort of be like, oh, I don't want to. I'd rather do this in front of an all female crowd than an all like a, a, a like a mixed group of people. Um, I, I, it's interesting that you say this because, uh, I mean, there's certain topics that Catherine McCormick listed in this blog saying yes. you shouldn't talk about periods or your body or, you know, emotions and these sort of things. And then I thought, you know what, at Homegrown at JFL in Montreal, and it was a, a competition which were all male comics. There's nine comics in this competition and four out of the nine talked about periods. Yeah. So... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we shouldn't shy away from any topic no. based on gender. Once or again, though, it's funny. If it's funny, it's like the, we it's were funny, talking it's earlier. Funny. You know, you still can do men versus women as long as it's something unique and it's funny. Like Daryl Lennox has plowed many of a long road on that topic. Oh, I thought you were going to say long. I'm glad you said long road rather than plowed many a woman. No, 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 be no. Like. But but meaning like he does a lot of that material, men versus women. But he's got a, a unique perspective on it. And it's no different than when Louis C.K. brings up something that's like, oh, an airplane joke. Like you did on Conan, that was unique and it was funny. And I, I just think that as long as it's funny, that's all that matters. Exactly. And sometimes I do feel when I know I'm I know I'm a beginner comic, but sometimes I do feel when I step on stage that people don't know if they have permission to laugh at me. And I think because I am a female, they want to protect me in a little way. Why would you feel that? I don't know. I don't I, get that. Um, I think. I feel a different energy when there's a guy on stage sometimes. Do you, th- where- you think an audience, if a guy goes on stage, do you think an audience uh, just expects him to be funny and a woman has to prove herself? Because uh, I've heard that there was like a yeah, what's her fuck from that uh, there was like an old documentary mm-hmm. about wisecracks. Yes, it was uh, who's who's the Wayne's the way uh, Wayne's Wayne's sister. Kim oh, Wayne, Kim, Kim, yeah. She had a quote like that that said, like, you know, when a male comic goes on stage, people expect them to be funny. A woman has to prove that she's funny. I, I, I don't know anymore about that, but I will say this. I think it's all based on what your onstage character is a lot of times. And like, it's confidence. You know, yeah. And it's a confidence thing. I don't think anyone feels like Elaine Boozler back in the 80s had to prove that she was funny. She came out with a lot of attitude and she had funny material. And that's my memory of Elaine Boozler. No, I never thought of her as, like, I've never been that kind of dogma of oh it's a female comic a lot of people i look at first i go comic and she's a woman and you know same thing with a a black comic i rarely go oh that guy's a black comic i always say comic and he does the nubian show i just don't look at it that way i know there are other people who do but to me i look at funny first and i think your onstage character dictates whether a crowd is going to accept something from you like me like i get a lot for like jason rouse he can get away with a lot more than i can cuz he's kind of like got that court jester like smile and uh, kind of look where i'm the angry troll so i have to be careful on what i say on stage and i think a lot of female comedy is based on that too on what your onstage character is and what an audience expects from you but you know you, you prejudge a lot of comics even for a first couple of seconds as soon as Absolutely. they get on stage you can't help it Absolutely. Now, you, now before uh, we started chatting, you said uh, you don't shy away from uh, sex sex questions. Uh, do you now? Forgive me for asking. Is your do you have a, a very sex based act? Uh, yeah, I don't think I, I. It's specifically sex, but I don't obviously avoid. You don't shy it. away from it, right? right. Um, no, and uh, I mean, dick jokes are great, right? Well, yeah. Well, earlier in the show, and I know because of the new studio, you couldn't hear it. In the future, you, people will be able to. But um, we were talking about me and Dave were talking about this thing because I have to go for a vasectomy and get my uh, test done and all this thing. His balls drained. Yeah, and uh, we were talking about the pullout method, and so Dave said to me, well, "Why don't you just pull out?" Right. And I'm like, well, do I really have to explain that? And I guess my question is, would you feel wouldn't you feel awkward if your man always did that? 
had to pull as, him. Uh, yeah. Is like, it? Ex- yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sorry, you answer that. I don't have a backup. Well, how, how would you feel? But wouldn't that make you feel weird? Um, you know, uh, I think, you know, a good facial actually cures pimples. Not, does it? Does a woman welcome that? Like, I'm, some do. Like, how, do you need to ask permission? Like, does a guy have to say, "Listen, when I pull out, I'd love to finish on your face." Yeah, I, you'd figure that that would be something you want to, be to brief asked. that beforehand. Yeah, a little bit, maybe. Yeah, you can include that in the dirty talk. You give, give options. Right, yeah. Okay. Run face or tits or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, that that spices it up, so it's it's different every time. But, uh, I mean... Is it exciting to watch it shoot out? I've heard that it's exciting. A lot of women have said, oh, it's exciting. Actually, I heard Andy Dick on a podcast once say that it was exciting, too. But he's a man. But yeah. let's just let's hear from yeah. the ladies. What do you say? Um, just make sure you close your eyes, and if you get it up your nose, it's a little uncomfortable, but, uh, but yeah, <laughs> as long as it's consensual. Yeah. Okay, well, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think everything. I think think we should start with, as long as it's consensual, <laughs> be careful of your eyes. Yeah, everything in sex should after. be consensual. Yeah, That's I what you'd I like to think of. Just Back that up a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, how, what, what goes through, now, okay, when, if, when a man releases inside of you, can you feel it? Because I've heard from other women that they say that they can't. Uh, no, I mean you can feel some throbbing, but you don't feel the actual uh, no, shooting. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Out. No. Um, because otherwise, I mean, we don't feel our period shooting out of us, right? Oh, so thank God, sometimes huh? you have to explain be... this stuff to Dave. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got to really break it down for Dave. Yeah. But you can feel yeah. when you pee, right? That's uh. Yeah, that's a different that's hole. A different, you know that yeah. there's different. I, know, I just holes. I just learned that about that. You know, it's not bone dry in there except when you're in there. So there's already yeah. fluids in there already. Right. So it's like yeah. water going into water. So you're not going to feel it. I mean, oh. it is. It isn't like a hose where it's like, you know, it's. But you can feel it uh, dripping out of you as you're standing in yes. an elevator or Tell a walk home. Tell me about home. it. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, okay. Now, now, what goes through your head when, if a man has a, is wearing a condom and he finishes mm-hmm. and then he pulls out, but yet the condom still stays inside of you it's like there's that i never know what is that more of a statement that my uh that uh my penis immediately starts like uh like the blood's like hey our job's done here see you later we're going back to the rest of your body to party and then when uh, you get turned on then maybe we'll come back in like 20 minutes but but see but then there's that awkward you have to like then pull the condom out like it's a it's like a a a garbage bag that you know it's garbage bag well kind of okay now is it getting stuck in there because there's not enough lubricant she's not turned on or no, I think is it's it that because you're just yes, stuffing I do think it in there. there. No, I think, I think it's because it dr- like I think maybe just as as once the once the load's blown, I'm like it's this the it shoots blood. right off, Frank. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Yeah, you no, know, sure. it's it's not like one of those uh, fucking parachutes. Yeah, the little guy. In them. You know those uh, things uh, like a sprinkler thing that they would have, and, and then you'd put the they have the sprinkler thing in the middle, and then you put the hat on top of it, and yeah. then it would shoot, shoot up. Shoot up, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not like one of those. But okay, well, I'm glad we ended on that. Well, okay, but did yeah. you say where do you prefer the it to go? You say it's an an option of. Uh, um, you see, I have a unique situation where I know I don't ovulate and I can't have kids. So uh, when did you find that oh. out? Uh, I I think I probably found out mid twenties. Oh, okay. I wish I had found out earlier right. because uh, I don't know if this is too much information. I never got my period, so uh, every time I had sex with someone, I would go to the hospital a month later and say, mm, "Could be pregnant," uh, just to check. But so now, do you not have a period now? Uh, I'm on birth control, so then now I'm regulated. But right. I know that I can, you know. It's okay right. if you come inside. I'm glad that they're man. regulating periods now. <laughs> it's a government thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if people want to get hold of you, are oh, you on Twitter? Are you on Twitter? I am on Twitter. What's your it's, Twitter handle? It's at Catherine Fern, so you have to learn how to spell my name right. It's okay, so there's many ways to spell it out. It's K-A-T-H-A-R-I-N-E-F-E-R-N-S. Okay. Well, thank you for coming, um, and thank you for talking to Dave. It's and been explain. educational. It has been on many levels. Uh, Dave, we got only a few seconds left. I'm just going to uh, – where are you going to be? Uh, this, actually, if you're, if you're listening to this now, uh, um, well, I will be in uh, Sudbury uh, this evening and on, the, on, the, on the Wednesday, on the 20 – whatever the fucking – on 25th. the 25th. I'll be in uh, Sudbury, and then I'm going to be with you and Kenny Robinson in Kitchener on the f- – Thursday, Friday, 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 and Friday and Saturday. I'll be hosting the Amateur Night in Kitchener on the Thursday. Okay. Uh, and uh, what else can I uh, say? Um, 
Yeah. Oh, and then by the time you hear this, our episode from last week with what was her name from Buffalo? Oh, Kristen uh, Becker. Kirsten Becker Kristen will Becker. be Kristen will Becker. be up, and I believe I'm going to attach the Jane Stanton interview as the okay. podcast bonus. All right, and uh, for me, my uh, new DVD is out, Emotional Terrorism, my fourth one. You can get from my website, ComedyRoad.com. And my Rank and Vile Tour with Kenny Robinson, October 4th in North Bay at the Voyager Inn, on October 5th in Sudbury at Little Montreal, October 10th in Winnipeg at the Gas Station Arts Theater, and 11th and 12th in Brandon. Check out my website for more details, ComedyHorror.com, for the Rank and Vile Tour. It's two headlining comics doing dirty material on one show. And that is it. So. Oh, also, I found out that we're, uh, I'm, uh, I'm going to be at the uh, Canadian Comedy Awards, October 6th. Yes. I'm going to be trying to do like a red carpet thing, asking people to uh, obnoxious questions. Yeah. Are you going to be at the Comedy Awards? No. No, oh, I okay. won't. Yeah. All right. Well, I won't see you there. Saw strangers about their periods, Dave. That'll I will. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and what to do with the condom gets stuck yeah. in. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Do you pull out or just, uh, you know, go throw to the, the doctor load. and throw the load. Yeah. Oh, well, that's what you do. Right? All right. That's it. Thanks, everyone. Till till next week. That's it. That's it. Thank you. That's it for this week. Anything Goes wants to thank Victoria for producing the show and George Westerholm for the music used. Follow the hosts on Twitter at Comedy Whore at Dave Martin World. Download new episodes every week on iTunes. Join the Facebook group and follow the show on Twitter at Anything Goes Hot. Anything Goes helps you laugh, cry, and learn something. Come back next week. And until then, take it easy. <laughs>